0: Welcome to the inspirational, informational, and transparent Aviation Careers Podcast. If you have any questions, comments, inspirational stories, or announcements, please write us at feedback at aviationcareerspodcast.com. Well, thanks again for joining us. We have an interesting episode today. Just want to talk about the title, Clear for Takeoff not clear to post. I'll get to that later, but first, a few announcements. Thanks again to William for paying it forward so others can benefit from scholarships and move forward with their flying careers. You know, at Aviation Careers Podcast, we have scholarships, career coaching, and various online courses. Don't forget to use a coupon code Forward." That's all one word. Through the generosity of others, you may receive a scholarship guide for free. You know, if you want to make a difference in someone's life by giving away a free scholarships guide, please visit the Pay It Forward tab and listen to the short video on how you can help someone achieve their goals. For as little as $10, you can make a huge impact in someone's life by purchasing a year access to the Scholarships Guide. Uh, Going back again, the updates on the Scholarships Guide, the June uh, 2019 version contains 31 new scholarships and 10 changes. In the May Guide, we had 25 new scholarships, totaling 56 new scholarships just in the past few months. We are adding more into the July version. Well, getting on to the show here, you know, I started with saying that you're clear for takeoff, but you're not clear to post. There's something I want to talk about this episode, and this is something that has been coming up more and more, and I'm seeing this as a trend, so I want to nip this in the bud right now. When you're moving forward in your career, they're going to look at your background, they're going to look at any instances or maybe suspensions, or if you had any disciplinary actions. One thing that we're seeing a little bit of an uptick on, so I want to stop this now, is we're seeing folks maybe given a disciplinary action. Excuse me, a disciplinary action of say a, I don't know, a month or usually a week suspension without pay. Why? Because of improper use of social media during a sterile cockpit environment. You know, I talk to a lot of folks, captains uh, that are seeing this trend from the left seat and. You know, the one most egregious one that uh, we heard of, and I think I've talked about this before, As a captain I was flying with was mentioning how, you know, he's pulling out on the runway, and all of a sudden he hears a ding and sees the first officer, you know, moving his eyes to the right and then getting on the cell phone and, and texting. That is really the wrong thing to do. The right thing the captain did is said, you know, we're not going anywhere until you turn that thing off because if something happens... That ding was on the recording. So there is a sterile cockpit environment. I'm talking 121 operations. I know a lot of you folks uh, fly 135. You get on the ground. You make a call tell help people you land, etc. Uh, but in operation specifications for most 121s, it says you should be concentrating on flight, not getting online, not posting, going on Instagram, Snapchat, whatever it is. Uh, you really need to concentrate on the actual flight at hand. And we're seeing this as an uptick um, it's it's something that will remain with you on your record for a long long time if you're looking on moving on forward uh it it is a mark it's just like anything else so please don't do that I mean you really should be first of all you shouldn't be doing that because you have passengers behind you and you and you really have to concentrate on them and keeping them safe so by your doing that you're actually you know you're you're making it less safe in that you're not concentrating on the flight at hand, first of all. So that's that's the most important thing right there is safety. Number two, for your career, you know, forget about safety and forget about everything else. Uh, your career, it's, it's, it's poor. I mean, you're going to have an issue moving forward trying to explain to somebody why you were suspended for a week because of this, and why you are suspended without pay. Is there any disciplinary actions in your past? And you have to say yes. Why? Because I was posting on Facebook when I was clear for takeoff. Let's not do that. Uh, So the reason I'm bringing this up is that uh, it's not, it's a trend we're seeing also uh, at the airlines that they're trying to nip in the bud, and uh, it's kind of like a PSA. Uh, I'm seeing some emails, especially, you know, where airlines that I've worked at, and airlines work now, where they're trying to remind people that, you know, this is a sterile cockpit environment. You shouldn't be on your phone. Now, can you be on your phone? There are appropriate times for that. Sure. Um, and there's appropriate times to use social media. You know, the airplane I fly, I'm oh I'm on the Internet all the time when I'm flying, but I'm using it for work. I'm using it to look at weather, and that's appropriate. I'm not using it while I'm taxing, while I'm taking off, that type of thing. As a matter of fact, it's encouraged to be used, obviously, because that's our link towards a lot of really good weather and really good information about our flight. And that's terrific. But again, it's like anything else. The tool has to be used properly. And by your posting, by your doing those things that while you're ta- taxing, et cetera, don't. Uh, yeah, there's a sterile, and we hear it all the time, you know, you set the brake, then yeah, that's the time you can get on the phone, etc. And think about it with the cell phone. They have the cell phone what's been terrific is the fact that now we can fix airplanes. Like say something breaks, we can fix it at the, you know, once we uh, push off the gate, we can fix it on the taxiway. All we have to do is say, hey, listen, you know, ground control, we need to pull over. We need to fix something. So I'm going to call maintenance and see if we can get this thing mel or get it fixed. Saves a ton of time. So again, that tool being used properly, like I just described, is a great tool. Used improperly while you're taking off, and clear for takeoff, that's totally not the right time to clear, you're not clear to post. You know, do not post. Don't hit send. Um, there's a, there's. A, they also, by the way, if they really wanted to, if there was an accident or incident, they can look back at your history on your devices and the time stamps on some of the things that you did, so... Really, really bad idea. Uh, I know that a trend at some airlines, especially, you know, and not just mine, but other airlines is say you're out there, you know, trading trips and stuff like that. You know, most airlines have the ability to trade your trips around like you want to swap into something better, et cetera. Well you're not really supposed to be doing that in flight uh, you're not supposed to have somebody else do it for you etc and people get caught the reason they get caught is because other pilots are turning them in saying hey listen this wasn't fair this person was in flight when they traded this trip and I wanted that trip so so just just think about that think about uh, the is your career really worth it is the safety of you really worth it and the safety uh, that you know the lack of safety that you're promoting worth it for the passengers and I think not Let's think of also about another thing, integrity. It's really important to have integrity while you're flying. Do you really need to make that post? No, don't do it. And I'll tell you another, another thing that um, it happened to me while I was in the cockpit. We were flying, and the captain, a long time ago, the captain I was flying with, he turned his cell phone on, and ding, ding, ding. You know, you get all these different messages and stuff like that. At that point, he no longer became the captain because his son was sick, and he was getting all these texts about his son. Getting to the gate was was actually a challenge. As a matter of fact, a few times I had to take over taxing because he was so distracted by this worry about his son and his illness. Um, So the best thing to do, leave everything off, get to the gate, and that's it. And then... Open up your cell phone because you really can't do much while you're taxiing anyway. So why not just leave that cell phone off? As a matter of fact, I love it when I have that cell phone off because it kind of unplugs me for the rest of the world. I know that's hard to understand sometimes for some people that absolutely love social media, but do me a favor. Turn it off. If you're clear for takeoff. You're not clear to post. Just remember that. Anyway, so that's my PSA for today. Let's move on to some questions from listeners. Our first question or comment comes in. It says, uh, let's see, let's move on down to our first one for this episode. We had, by the way, had some really cool. Uh, Uh, questions from the last episode. And if you have a question or something like that, again, it's feedback at aviationcareerspodcast.com. Anyway, this person continues. Hey, Carl and crew, as many others have said, thanks for the information and encouragement you provide, as well as move forward in our careers. I've wanted to be a pilot since I was a little kid and been fortunate enough to get the support and encouragement from the people around me to do so. I'd love to pass that knowledge and encouragement on. I stumbled across a podcast that I was working on my instrument and commercial ratings, and has kept me company on many a long commute since then. I started flying at a 61 flight training school, then transitioned to a small 141 school where I worked up to my CFII and commercial multi-engine. Instructed for about a year before flying freight for a 135 operator for another two years. Perhaps I haven't gone back far enough in the show history, but I haven't seen much in-depth information about the part of the career path and would love to see an episode on the modern freight dog. Uh, You know, not those cushy jobs like FedEx and UPS, but pilots flying 208s, 227s, 1900s, and freight feeders. Um, I flew to the Beach 99 uh, for Mariflight, twin turbine, single pilot IFR with no autopilot, and I learned so much about instrument flying and making good decisions under pressure. If anyone you have come across would want one-on-one conversation about what I would be ha- about this, I'd be happy to help them as best able Just send my way. Flew almost a 1,000 hours there before getting hired by a regional operator flying the E-170. That's a very long yet brief overview of my career so far, and now that I have a little time on my hands, I'm looking to try to encourage the next generation of pilots. The high school I graduate from has a week every year where they allow students to choose from an outside-the-classroom learning, and I'm working on trying to put together a short intro to aviation careers for that course. Any things I should avoid or pitfalls in this? Uh, Yeah, if you're going out in general and you want to encourage the next generation, uh, one of the things you have to remember, remember this is just like your first flight. Think about that. Remember that first flight you took? This is it. You are introducing somebody to aviation for the first time. I know it's not their first flight. It's just as important. You're their first contact many times with somebody who actually flies an airplane. So now you can be incredibly encouraging or discouraging depending on your tone, depending on what you talk about, depending on the things you talk about, especially maybe scaring somebody. You know, in, in, you know people always ask, that. were well, you ever scared of an airplane? Be honest, be honest. Of course we all have. But just let them know how safe the environment is and that safety is up to you as the individual pilot. Tell them a lot about the positives in the career. Tell them about the challenges in the career. And let them decide, if this is for them, But, you know, depending on the age group, at a certain age, there's certain things you concentrate on. Uh, And, you know, as people get older, obviously you go into a little more in depth on certain things like maybe pay and stuff like that, that they hear about when they're younger. You just want to keep certain things basic and let them understand what it is you do and how you transport people from point A to point B. Um, As far as another thing you continue, uh, would there be any potential liabilities with this? I'm considering starting an LLC or something. A uh, aviation company for promotional and liability purposes. What would be wise, and would you have any other recommendations for that? I have no shortage of info and content, but would like to protect myself and my career as I reach out to future pilots. Also, if I could be any help, I'd be happy to answer any questions about my time flying freight or, more recently, at the regionals. Thanks for sharing the dream. Keep the blue side up. Well. Awesome. That was really cool. I would love if you could come on and share some of the things you're talking about. First, of course, check with your airline. Uh, and as far as the social media policy, etc. Uh, I know my airline encourages us getting out there and, and uh, trying to encourage the next generation of pilots uh, and love to hear you do that. Of course, you got to be careful about what you say about your current airline because Uh, There have been those issues where people have gotten fired for being on uh, shows, et cetera. So there's a liability right there you have to worry about. Don't lose your day job, in other words. Um, Obviously, I'm not going to say anything silly about the airline I fly for, nor would I say something silly in general, but you have to be super-duper careful about that. As far as other liabilities, yes, there always is are liabil- liabilities out there. Uh, people are going to try to sue you for, for different things. Depending on, you know, as airline pilots, you know, age, they start building up assets, et cetera, just like anybody else. Uh, one of the things that I always encourage people to do, even if you don't do uh, any LLC or corporation or whatever... Go out there and get you some insurance. Uh, and uh, there's all sorts of stuff on the website called umbrella policies. And you know, they have, it's amazing how inexpensive it is to add one, two, three million dollars. Whatever it is you have in assets, uh, you know, up to, you know, the sky's the limit there. So you have five million in the bank, whatever. Make sure you go ahead and, and uh, you know, make sure you protect yourself and your family from this. If you're really worried about it, um, then, yeah, you might want to think about forming a corporation. People are always want to sue, et cetera. I mean, uh, usually lawsuits don't uh, stop pretty much immediately because most uh, things are fairly frivolous. Uh, you have to be careful uh, when you're out there encouraging people. It's like anything else. You know, but with all that said, you know, I, I really want you to get out there and tell your story. Don't just worry about that. Um, you know, I'd hate to see you not do this. I'd hate to see you not go out there And tell people about what you're doing and tell them about your story. So um, can you get yourself in trouble giving people advice and then they blaming you for uh, them getting uh, bad advice? Of course, of course, that can happen. Uh, So really, you do have to, to protect yourself and be careful. I'm more concerned in your case. Uh, with what you do based on your airline. Talk to your airline when you show up at things in uniform. Uh, There's general policies. I know my airline and all the airlines I've worked for, uh, they encourage us, go out there in uniform. Uh, Remember that you are now an ambassador for that airline and the industry, so you must act properly. Uh, You are at work pretty much when you put that uniform on. So now you are representing the airline that you work for, you always do when you're in uniform. As a matter of fact, when you're not in uniform too, because remember, airlines are always in the spotlight and it's a big part of media and you're going to start getting some really, really interesting questions. And sometimes they're difficult. Sometimes they're difficult to uh, to step away from, especially if you have a, an irate customer who's flown on your airline five years ago and was not happy with the service. And now you're in a public forum having to deal with that. You might want to think about starting and do some training in your mind as to what to do there. Also get ready for the questions. Think about what somebody's going to ask you and go through that. And if anybody's out there trying to encourage people, remember also that everybody has a, a unique situation and that there's many ways to get to where they, there they are. Going back to what you said about uh, the freight dogs, there's not quite as many of those jobs out there that I know they're out there uh, just because so, there's so many other jobs that are building lots of hours. Uh, I'd love to have you come on and talk about the 135 and, the, in the freight dog world, because uh, about seven years ago—I mean, eight years ago—there was a lot of people I could talk to. And nowadays, people are kind of leaning away from that. And I'd love to hear about that. So 135 jobs. Gosh, I got bunches of friends that are flying there. So I'd love to have you and also some of those on there. Don't forget, on the right side of the screen, a how to be a guest on Aviation Careers Podcast. Click on that. It's just a short little course tells you how to do that. So I'd love to have you on the show. Anyway, hopefully that's helped. Uh, but everybody out there listening. Get out there, encourage people. Just do it in the proper manner, manner, and also check with your airline if you're an airline pilot. See what the social media policy is, and and see what the policy is as far as getting out there and talking in public. Anyway, on to the next question. It says, "Hi, I recently found your podcast and find it very informative. I'm currently 38 and considering a career in aviation." Grew up around aviation because of my father. He worked at GE, a combustion chamber, for a couple of their jet engines. Also, he held a private pilot license, and I'd always dreamed of becoming a pilot, but had a kid at a young age, had the support of a young family. So uh, if you have a child, that's the most important thing to do, obviously, is support that family. Uh, Until recently, I never thought my previous dream could be a reality until I started hearing about a pilot shortage. I started taking my private pilot license and loving it. However, where I live, there's not a lot of options locally uh, to advance much past the private pilot. I've done some research on flight training schools and ATP keeps coming up. When I have spoken to ATP, the reps make it seem unrealistically easy to complete their program and become an airline pilot in two years. reminds me of a used car salesman, salesman in a way. I keep expecting them to tell me it's all Highway mileage, lol. I know I'm being a little long winded with emails, so I would cut to the chase with a few questions. Do you have any opinion on ATP or any other flight school that offers an accelerated program? Yes, there uh, there's lots of good programs out there. Uh, the Air Force, the Army, the military—you know—they're all they all have accelerated programs. Those are wonderful. Uh, but as far as commercial, yeah, there's uh, all those programs are can be good and bad depending on your experience and depending on where you go. I mean. You mentioned one school. I mean, you can go to one school and have a terrible experience. Uh, you can have a great experience. The one thing I will encourage you, if you do go to any of these accelerated programs, is make sure you have an issue with an instructor. You bring it up to the forefront quickly because they are accelerated. If you have any other issues, make sure that you you know, you know may have to start looking for another school, and that does happen. Situations change, so be ready to change your situation. In other words, if, if there is a problem with the school that you're working with, it might be time to pull the chute and bail out. Uh, So I really encourage you to to look closely at that school, but also monitor your progress along the way. Another thing that I think you should do, because we're starting to see this a little bit, is people putting down large down payments and then possibly losing that down payment and moving on to another school or schools closing, etc. Be very careful in that that regard. And uh, people kind of soaking you for the money, uh, that happens too, both Part 61 and also Part 141, which is the accelerated programs. I'll say this too. In my experience, there's been times in my life I was like, "Hey, listen, I know this. I've been teaching for years in another industry. I just want to get the rating, um, and I've done that in certain one rating, I should say. Otherwise, I would say, you know, go out there and and try to learn as much as you can in whatever whatever arena you're in. Um, you will, if you go through an accelerated program. The difference is the depth of knowledge." So you can see how you know a six-month program accelerated is much different than a four-year degree from a, an aviation college or an aerospace college. And, and that's obvious. You're going to go into weather in much more depth. You're going to go into many different things. So your, your depth of knowledge won't be a, the, as high, but what you're concentrating on now is getting that rating and moving forward. So I hope help that help that helped, look at the reviews, and they're all over the place, especially for the big flight schools, and that's why the big flight schools keep coming up in your searches because of the fact that they do a lot of advertising. Next question you asked is, is a college degree needed? If so, what is your opinion of Liberty University online degree? Um, Liberty is a good school. They're all great schools, these online degrees. Uh, I think it's it's uh, important to have to be competitive when you go to the majors. Uh, going to the regionals, obviously that's not quite as important, just telling them that you're working on a degree, that's important right there. Most importantly, most importantly, most importantly, say it again, most importantly is flight time. So make sure you get the flight time and get your ratings and move quickly into that flying position. Because airline pilot, you don't need to have a degree, you just need to have a degree to get hired. Hmm, that's odd. Yeah, you just need a license, you don't need a degree. Um, but to be competitive, you have to have the degree. So you want to get hired, eventually you're going to want to get that degree. Um, As far as your age, you mentioned that you're 38 years old, and what will be the best route to the uh, the airlines or corporate? Okay. One of the things that you see with corporate flying is most corporate departments you don't get much flying in. So, for instance, if you're flying for an airline... Regional airlines especially are great right now because it's easier to get into, and before it used to be the corporate or small corporate operators, that's not true anymore. It is the airlines, it's the regional airlines. Uh, They're getting like 800 hours, right? So you look at somebody who's doing corporate, sometimes they're getting 200, 400, maybe 600. Uh, rarely 800 hours. They're out there, but they're hard to find. So you're going to accelerate your getting to a major airline or to your destination much quicker by going to a regional because there's a ton of flying out there. They're losing pilots over to the major. So I would highly suggest you're, you're looking at that. Also, uh, you mentioned that your instructor uh, knows of some airlines that have ab initio programs, uh, which from what he said is different than a pathway program. Do you have any info on these programs? Um, It is different than, uh, and some of the pathways, by the way, have different levels. Some of them are quote unquote ab initio, ab initio meaning from the beginning. In reality, the ab initio programs, and I think you're mentioning more in the United States, are somewhat different than you'll see overseas. So for instance, I work with a lot of folks overseas, and one of the things that uh, they do in their programs is you get hired you sign a contract just like in the military and you have to stay with that company for a very long time because they're paying for everything Uh, one thing that you do see with the airlines is they're not really paying for everything so these are even though they're quote-unquote called ab initio programs you're having to fork up a lot of money yourself and pay for this uh, to go through the one cool thing though about that program is if there's a specific airline you want to work for or if you want the security of knowing you're going to a certain airline they're terrific Pathway programs are good too because of the fact that, you know, you kind of have that ace in the hole there knowing that you're going to move on to that airline. But with that said, with those pathway programs, here's something that some people don't mention is the fact that you can actually apply to other airlines or the same airline that you have a pathway through just uh, individually and uh, and on your own. I've seen this happen where people get involved in some of these programs, what they call quote unquote ab initio or, or the pathways and stuff like that. You actually will get involved with that program and realize, hey, I can make more money and and build more flight time doing something else. So they kind of drop out of that same program and then they come back to that airline that they were in the program with and get hired. So that's, that's really important. But as far as true ab initio programs, those are the programs that pay for it. Uh, you don't see too many of those. Uh, you'll see t- certain tuition assistance, that kind of thing. Uh, as far as the other thing being paid to do those programs, a lot of times you've uh, you've already been an airline employee at that airline. So, uh, you know, make sure you you look at it really, really closely. And, and ask the instructor which ab initio program they're talking about uh, because sometimes you'll find if you uncover everything and look at the details, it really isn't an ab initio program. Kind of like I talk a lot about with the... Um, The bonuses, you know, look at the bonus. Look at what you're actually getting. They're they're advertising a certain amount of money per year. That's not your paycheck. That's a bonus, and that's all the total compensation, benefits, 401k, et cetera. So look at the fine detail. When you're doing your budgeting, look exactly at what you're going to get as far as benefits. So make sure uh, you do that. Anyway, uh, he says, thanks in advance for your info keep doing what you're doing. You're providing a great service. I really appreciate that. And uh, you're providing great service by writing in feedback, at careers, podcast.com. Please send us your messages. Continue it on because this is awesome. On to the next question. Uh, Carl, love the podcast and listen to it often. I heard your podcast the other day talking to people deployed, which I was at the time. So I felt like I was speaking to me a little bit. 20 years old, uh, have an ATP restricted, currently sitting at about 650 PC uh, uh, pilot-in-command, 1300 total time in fixed-wing multi-engine turboprop. Mostly King Air models for the Army. I anticipate that I'll have a full ATP, uh, 1000 PIC and 2000 total time by the end of the year. With having the 1000 PIC time, do you think I can make it to the major and skip the regional? What would be your recommendation going forward? I'm also an angel flight pilot, ground instructor, AGI and IGI. Thank you. Well, I think you can start applying for the majors. You're a little short on the time, kind of like that 2,000 hours total time. Most of them are around 3,000. With that said, I would start applying because uh, in a case like yours with 1,000 PIC, I'm seeing this happen where they advertise, yeah, to be competitive, you have to have 3,000 hours. I've seen them high, higher as low as like 2,500 hours. Uh, even down to the 2000 level. But that's usually a little bit rare case, but it happens. It does happen. But I try to build up uh, some of that time uh, as far as, you know, that that total time. If you want to skip the regionals, I'd say try it. Uh, But as a backup plan, you may have to go to the regionals for six months to a year just to build up your time a little bit. Um, but I would definitely apply. So if you're asking me if you should apply, yes. Start now, start today. Get on uh, you know, social media like LinkedIn. That's one of the best places to go and start talking to those major airlines. So go for it. I think you can do it. I'm really excited for you, by the way. And thanks again for your service. And for those folks uh, deployed out there, we really appreciate what you do. If you're you know sitting in your rack right now, listen to me. I, I appreciate it. Uh, get some sleep with you. <laughs> and hopefully this is encouraging and, and realize it when you do get back, uh, to the homeland, you're actually going to be uh, finding a really good job market here and a great career path. I think it's going to be terrific for you. Anyway, let's move on to the one more question. It says, "Hello, Mr. Valery. Thanks for the podcast and all the info you provide us with. I have a couple of questions. I'm 25 years old and looking to get into aviation. I called ATB School, and they said I need to have an associate's degree to start. I wanted to start right now, but I'm willing to get the associate's degree first and hopefully save money." In the meantime, and they get started with ATP, I want to get an associate's and then finish flight school and then go for a bachelor's while building hours. My question is this, should I attend all four years and then get the flight school or should I get an associate's and after flight school get a bachelor's? Um, as far as the flight school or the, the associate's degree, etc., you don't need any of that to get your licenses. Uh, that may be a requirement of the school that you're looking at, but uh, in general, you don't have to have any of that. I mean, you go to college and say you're in the flight program and you take your time with the classes, but you do get all the other things finished. You can actually not even have your associates and get hired with like a regional airline. Um, I, I highly recommend you trying to finish that because that's going to make you more competitive finishing the associates, et et cetera, uh, and moving forward. That is really, really important. I would concentrate on both of you could with the preference on getting the flight time. Again, the preference on getting the flight time because you, can't get a job flying an airplane if you don't have flight time. Uh, you can get a lot of jobs with a degree, but, but you can't get a job flying airplanes without flight time. Remember that. That's really, really important. So always have that above everything else, getting the flight time. But also, I want you to keep continuing on with your degree. Your other question, is an online less credible than actually attending a f- college physically in the eyes of a major airline? Uh, can you recommend any good college for aviation? As far as the degree, it doesn't matter where you get it how you got it. It's just that you have it. So online degrees, it doesn't matter. A lot of people do online degrees, especially those folks that say are deployed. They'll do some online uh, college. They have actually a school set up at some of the bases, et cetera, uh, where you can go and and take the classes and and actually get yourself, uh, you know, do the tests and stuff like that right there. Um, No, it doesn't matter as far as what, just as long as you have the degree, that's the most important part of it. A lot of times having a degree from one of those colleges, is terrific. One of the bigger flight schools is because of the fact that there's a lot of networking you can do with that flight school. Uh, that's, what the, that's what they bring to you, and meaning that you have some of the, the big majors coming out there and talking to you. Uh, and that's, that's one of the benefits. Here, you are going to just build your flight time. You're going to go out and make your own network, get on LinkedIn, get on uh, all the social media, find out where those airlines are and, and where you can talk to them and what events they're going to. So that's really, really important. So, yes, uh, as far as recommending any good college for aviation, there's lots of directories out there uh, for aviation. And uh, there's, there's actually associations out there. I'm actually right now pulling out uh, this degree. Uh, it's called the University Aviation Association. It's actually pretty cool. They have a directory. They'll even send it to you. And it's the Collegiate Aviation. Uh, They have scholarships listings too, by the way. Uh, You can actually pull that up. We actually have, I think, every one of them in here in their scholarships guide. I'm actually looking at that right now. But UAA, University Aviation Association, is really cool. Look at the reviews. Uh, You know, obviously, I'm partial. I'm not going to promote, you know, just because I'm there. But uh, Polk State College, obviously, here in Lakeland, Florida, there's a ton of good schools, by the way. Lots of good aviation schools out there. University of North Dakota up to the north, uh, University of Wisconsin, uh, you know, you come back to Florida, you have Embry-Riddle. Arizona Prescott member riddle, you have Liberty University you have uh many gosh, I could go on and on yes there's so many good schools out there, really, the biggest thing is do they fit you? Another important thing i 'm going to say about schools is this: make sure you visit the campus, make sure you talk to the instructors and find out what 's going on as far as their ability to get you the training What's happen- here here's something that 's interesting that 's happening right now we 're seeing a real trend. In flight schools popping up all over the place, and colleges starting flight departments. Well, with that said, they are taking on students. They may not be able to handle some of these schools. And what's happening is people are going there, they can't get their flight time, and the in their syllabus, they're just not getting done. Say they're supposed to get done in three months, they're not getting done for six months. They're not getting done for a year. Uh, so that's really putting them behind. So make sure you know if they're having challenges with getting people through the program, look at their success rate. So that's really important. So that's the only thing as far as recommending colleges. I mean, online. Obviously, you can go look online as far as that's concerned, but really look towards what you think is is the best school for you. There's a whole modicum of colleges out there. Really, that's kind of like what we do, especially with the career coaching services we have, is usually people do their research, and then they come up with like a couple of colleges, like, I don't know which one to pick. And we kind of go through the benefits and advantages, disadvantages of the schools. And um, some, you'd be surprised. Um, They really are great schools. uh, And... And they're maybe not really that well heard of. You know, they're not the the big names, you know, the Embry Riddles, et cetera. They're they're a smaller school, uh, and they're doing a great job of getting people through. You'd be surprised how many schools out there have aviation programs. You really, really would. Uh so just pull that up. The University Aviation Association, I'm a big fan of that. And other ones, there's lots of other ones out there, but that's a that's a really good uh big organization. And you're you're probably gonna ask me a question here as far as uh, I didn't mention the actual uh, website for that, and that is the uaa.arrow. UAA.ero. As a matter of fact, I'll just throw it in the show notes, but uaa.arrow to take a look at that. This is one directory. There's much, many, many others out there. Well, gosh, I, I appreciate all these questions. This has been terrific. I'm really excited uh, about helping you move forward in your career. I want to hear your story. Again, if you can't come on the podcast to talk about your situation, how you moved ahead, uh, I would love to have you on. It's really just a conversation. Uh, I'm pretty easy to talk to, so I would love to have you come on and tell your story. If you know somebody in your recruiting department at your airline that wants to talk on here, yeah, tell them to come on. It's it's a great opportunity actually for a lot of the regionals to talk about you know the difference uh, in their jobs and also the majors, you know, d- difference in their their airlines as opposed to others. So we just have so many questions we're trying to get through right now. As a matter of fact, too, the other reason, if you notice, I'm doing a lot more Q and A is. I am really busy with flying during the summer. This is where the airlines make a whole bunch of money, and uh, it's just going to be uh, we're just going to be kind of inundated with flying lately, and so am I so you'll you'll hear me on the road quite a bit, and you'll notice that uh, sometimes I feel, sound a little tired well that's because I've been out doing a lot of flying, uh, but actually loving it it's been a blast. Uh, really excited by the way that my schedule is going to be really cool next month. I'm one of these people that loves to do long overnights and go out and explore. I've got 30-hour uh, overnights almost every trip next month and just ex- excited to go explore some of the cities I'm going to. Uh, I've also thought about, and I'm trying to figure out how to do this. I know I've talked about it in the past. Usually what I've been doing is reaching out on Facebook to individuals that I've uh, friended and say, hey, I'm in your city. Do you want to get together? And then if someone says yes and I'll meet you at some whatever FBO uh, I've thought about just putting a post out there that I'll I'll be at that uh, at that location. Uh, the other thing too, by the way, uh, we did did a podcast. By times comes out over at uh, Sun and Fun Radio. It's the first ever podcast. they Are doing it? Uh, you can actually listen on their liveatc.net/snf and the chats from the deck. Go ahead and check out their Facebook page at Sun and Fun Radio because they're going to talk on that about all these opportunities. Uh, they have basically everything soup to nuts there. You know, you start off in high school, then go to college. Uh, They really inspire young people uh, as far as flying is concerned. It's really neat to see them uh, reaching out to the next generation of pilots and for those pilots that are getting into it later in life. So really, really neat to see that. Just remember you're clear for takeoff, you're not clear to post, so be really careful as far as what you're doing with your social media in your life in general, but also especially while you're flying. I don't want to see you getting in trouble, so please do that for me, because I want to see you succeed and get ahead in your career. Well, folks, I really appreciate you listening tonight, and don't forget, you need to do something today. After this is done, this episode's over, go out and do something. Do something small. It doesn't have to be anything tremendous. You know, call your friend and say, Hey, listen, I heard about this. Uh, what do you think? You know, I'm thinking of changing careers. Uh, reach out to your family and start talking a little bit about aviation. Go research something. Websites, go on the, look at the universities, uh, University Aviation Association, but do something now, do something today to move forward in your career. And I'm really excited because I know that you're going to make it to the destination that you want. Well, I'll talk to you next episode. Safe flying.